1: Hello, I'm Alex Hoban, winner of Series 1 of Channel 4's A Circle, and this is Part 7 of Dishonest Fun, the official Circle podcast. Each episode, a panel of celebrities, comedians and experts help me dive into the fascinating world of human behaviour, on and offline. Today, we're talking about catfishing, something I know a lot about. Consider this your spoiler warning though. If you haven't seen the first eight episodes yet, then go and watch them on all four first before we give the game away. Catfishing is such a big part of the game. I think it's time we really got into this. How common is it outside of the circle? Why would somebody choose to be a catfish in real life? Where does the word even come from? And why is everyone on the circle so obsessed with either catching them or being them? With me today to answer these questions and many, many more, a catfish royalty, Sam Thompson, his fishy friend, Pete Wicks, who we saw on the Celebrity Circle, and our trusty resident expert, social psychologist, Alex Kratoski. Welcome, guys. How are you doing? Hello, good, sir. I'm fabulous. Yeah, hello. Very happy to be here. Pete, apologies about the fishiness. No, 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 it's fine, mate. you got to fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, guys. Welcome. All right, so to kick the podcast off, we do this every time, I want to put your skills of deception to the test and you need to present to me a fact about yourself. It could be true, it could be false, and I get to ask one question to decide if it's absolute cobblers or if it's true. Alex has done this before, so I'm expecting big things from you, Al, today.
0: <laughs> no more Scottish accents, OK?
1: Exactly. OK, fair. So we'll start with you, Pete. Give me your fact. I have broken my nose twice. OK, so my, my question, well, I don't need to ask a question, but I'm just going to observe you on the screen quickly. I mean, it's very straight for something that's broken. <laughs> however, however, the stereotype of Essex would be that that's been fixed cosmetically. <laughs> So um
0: <laughs> also the second break could have just put it back into place.
1: Yeah, that's true too. That's true too.
0: Also, the stereotype of an ethics lad is they like a fight, don't they? So, you know. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: true. I uh, <laughs> didn't think about
2: that. The stereotype of a Chelsea lad is they like a, a, a what would you call joust. it? A duel, a joust, a duel. <laughs> <a jewel. laughs>
1: um okay, Pete, one question for you. How did you break it the first time?
2: Uh Right. So basically, do you want the story that I tell people or the story that makes it sound better?
1: It feels like you're trying to buy yourself some time here.
2: So basically, the story that I tell people is that I did it boxing. The actual story is that I was um, sparring, but actually I did it when I was jumping out of the ring, trying to be flash and caught my leg on the top rope and actually went flying down on my face. <laughs> okay. Jeez. So <laughs> technically still boxing just doesn't sound quite as cool when you say I fell over.
1: Okay. I, uh, for for me, that's true, purely because I can imagine that happening very clearly in my head. <laughs> Hit me with... Is it true or false?
2: It's true.
1: Yes! I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I, I'm on a streak at the moment, I think. Actually, last time I got it very wrong. Um, Sam, yeah. what about yourself?
2: Uh, okay, um... Sam's just trying to think of anything that might make him sound semi-interesting and it's, it could be, we could be here a while.
3: <laughs> i got my first girlfriend
1: at the age of 22. How old are you now, Sam? 28. 28, okay. So I was going to say, if you're on Made in Chelsea, you've probably either in in a relationship or having some drama around your relationship to get that airtime. I'm going to say that that's uh, false. Also, you're a very good looking chap, if I may say so myself. Straight man, straight man, straight man. I'll take that um, to the bank. <sighs> yeah. So yeah, you've you've got to have been you've got to be in there. Well, unless you went to an all all boys school, which is very plausible.
3: Uh, I actually did. I went to a
1: mixed school. Actually, okay.
3: Yeah. So uh, you said false. Um, it's actually true, mate. If I uh, if I if I take the hood down and really show you my face, not that good looking, um, <laughs> and, and, uh, and 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 was terrified of women um, until. Until Well, still is. And, and, well, yes, yeah, it is. I was terrified of women until, until I could get drunk enough to approach them. And that sort of happened, I suppose, around the age of the early 20s. So, um, so yeah, okay. I was a
0: late bloomer.
1: Um, what, yeah. <laughs> Alex, we'll move on swiftly. What's your fact for today? I
0: spent a year as a trapeze artist. Oh, that's amazing. Flying trapeze. Flying trapeze. Yeah. Not static. Flying. I'm trying to remember. I'm five foot ten. I'm five foot ten, people. This is not a tall person's game. In the first episode you were on, you definitely
1: said something about a circus man, I feel, in America. Some American circus guy that... Did I? Okay, I think it's true.
0: Okay, so it's partly true, as all the best lies are. I was only on the flying trapeze for three months, but I do have injuries to show for it. I used to do flying trapeze on the Santa Monica Pier, where they have a trapeze school.
2: Does that make you very flexible then, Alex?
0: In absolutely no way whatsoever, (laughs) which is why I am not a professional trapeze artist, but instead um, a a psychologist who sits in a dark room and talks into a microphone instead.
3: And there's Pete's way of turning it sexual. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a spice life up. hey listen
1: that
2: dark room (laughs) exactly she turned it more sexual than me because i'm just thinking of you
1: in a dark room now but is this is this the so-called brilliant flirting that paul carrick brunson said you're capable of (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna press on my first question for you alex so this episode is all about catfishing and i i thought i'd ask you as a psychologist to talk to us about the term catfish where does it come from and ultimately what does it mean
0: yeah, so catfishing it has been around forever. I mean, really extraordinary scam artists have been around since I mean, great literature has been has been written about them. So, we don't have to think too hard about the fact that it hasn't existed before the internet. It certainly has. Mm. But the term catfish actually I remember discovering it myself after I'd been online for more than a decade because it was a it was a movie that was called Catfish, and that is why we call catfishing catfishing. Yeah. Like I just knew it as somebody okay. who was scamming somebody or somebody who was just <laughs> wasn't telling the truth online. Sam, I see, I
1: see you nodding intently there. Have you have you done loads of research on catfishing before you and Pete? Uh... Got stuck into the show.
3: Look, mate, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to level with you right now. I didn't even know who Rachel Riley was until I stepped foot inside the flat. Um, I'm going to be honest. I left it a lot of it down to Pete, and and I think that you know he he carried a lot more of the knowledge, um, and, and so I, yeah, I didn't really know much about catfishing. To be honest, um, no one's ever pretended to be me. No one's ever. I've never pretended to be anyone else. Um, and uh, it was a weird one because we also didn't even really know the girl who we were being catfish Joss. So I'm quite <laughs> impressed with how we did, to be honest. And it is worrying because it does honestly look like we're better women than men.
1: <laughs> you, p- you picked a very hard character with Rachel because of her math knowledge and...
3: Nah, you would think that, but Peter Wicks is a very very intelligent human being
1: the best bit for me and this is spoiler alert guys just again spoiler alert here when you guys were on the celebrity circle and uh and doing your step challenge my favorite piece was when you said our ah, step count was and then and it was up on the screen and then you were both freaking out like oh no we've given the game away we've said ah collectively um, <laughs> oh god yeah do you remember that pete
2: yeah, there was a few times throughout the experience where obviously doing it as a two, but trying to be one person, there was a couple of times when we would say we, our, us and mm. all that sort of stuff. And then we'd have to read it back. So so when we kind of say what we needed the message to be, we'd have to read it back again. And then one of us would click. But there was a few times where we nearly shot ourselves in the foot.
3: The amount of times that, that I can see it now in my, in my mind's eye, that Pete would be on the right of the sofa, sort of in between the sofa and the TV, looking at me just doing this why are you do- why are you saying this why you- no sam that's not what we should be doing sam honestly you it, it was always you in between the sofa and the tv sort of stood there and it was always the same thing you'd be saying that's what i remember from the circle
0: i have a question for all three of you guys actually cuz yes. all three of you have you know pretended not only pretended to be somebody else but pretended to be women how Like, what were the things that you thought, oh, I know it's a marker of being a woman. I know how to do being a woman. Liberating. Right. He, I, I
2: mean, like- I'll answer quickly for, for me and Sam. Sam had absolutely no input in trying to be a woman because his version of being a woman was to tell everyone that he was drunk on wine and dancing around the flat no. naked. So we didn't do it at any point, but that's what in his head he imagines a woman to do. No. On oh, so it was, more me, it was more me that dealt with that. Um, but because we had Rachel Riley and she was married and she had a daughter, we thought we'd just go down the nice girl route and just be kind of like, you know, like girls have like um, like little cliques, don't mm. they? So we sort of tried to set up. Like we, were like we were like the mum. We were like the mum of the group, almost. Yeah, we went down the. We decided to go down the kind of mum mum route of just being the really nice, supportive girl, um, because women are generally a lot more supportive than men.
0: Ooh, <laughs> oh. I uh, ooh, you did not go to my school.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> he didn't go to school. Pete, have you ever been catfished or have you ever met somebody in real life and been like, you look a bit different?
2: In the industry that we work in, um, pretty much everyone you meet in real life looks fuck all like their Instagram. Um, so uh, so yeah, we get catfished all the time. Um, but I once had a guy using my pictures in Sweden and he called himself Gabriel and he had like 50 odd thousand followers that had been using my pictures for, <laughs> for a couple of years, just sending messages to girls and getting them to send money and pictures and all sorts of stuff. And it was only when um, a few of these girls had started to message me, I started to click onto it and then it basically hundreds and hundreds of women that he'd done it to. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I asked him to fold the pictures but he wouldn't.
1: <laughs> so he was just living the dream as you. What a fair play um, to him. Yeah, but I don't
3: think I've ever really been catfished. Sam, you have, haven't you? Basically, there was a time when I was very, very young and I used to play RuneScape and someone stole my armour
1: once. Oh, hey, that's happened to me too, oh, man. Oh, no way!
3: That's happened to me too.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. oh. I, I had some rune armor. The one, he put it in the in the thing yeah. for me to buy. I gave him all the coins.
3: Yeah, mate. And it then he took everything. Fucking
1: dis- Honestly,
3: I it eviscerated my confidence for like years afterwards,
1: so, mate. Yeah,
2: scarring.
1: Oh, Alex, you fucking legend. What we've just discovered there is you two are fucking pathetic. Mate, that's cyber, cyber security wasn't even around. Yeah, mate. And if it was now.
3: Nothing you, you could do happening. about it, mate. You just gotta fucking accept that you've been shafted <laughs> and move on. Horrible.
1: Imagine we're still living with that scarring. Thank you, but day, it is Pete. fucking scarring. But Pete doesn't
3: quite understand. She never used to play computer games back in the day, but mate, it's scarring. I I couldn't trust anyone for years afterwards. That's why I cheated on my first
1: girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pete and Sam, a quick question for you: When you went on the show, why were you decided to to play um, Rachel Riley instead of play yourselves?
2: I uh, think main reason is is that Sam's very aggravating, and and not many people like me. So we thought. We thought it would be a better idea to play someone that people might like um, because both of us are essentially dickheads.
3: But also we like to win and we we, we thought that who's the most sort of likeable, not going to sort of like piss anyone off kind of person. If you're Gemma Collins or someone like that, it's what the like, what can you really do? Because everyone knows so much about her that you can't really do your own spin on her. We couldn't imagine anyone finding a reason not mm. to like
2: Rachel Riley. Like, like, she's so yeah. just nice. Like, too. you're not gonna go, oh, yeah, Rachel Wiley, She's a right no buyer. Like, no one's gonna say that. Mm. They're not, and also not that many people. I haven't seen her on Countdown. No loads about her. So we thought we'd be a good person because it's not like her whole life is in the media all the time. So it'd be less chance of us getting caught out if we play someone that people mm. know of but don't really know.
1: The interesting thing for me about that um, series was that. You guys well, obviously, Pete, you knew Gemma from your time on, on Only Wears Essex and everyone always knows each other in the industry. So there's lots of people who knew things about other people and were like, trying to gauge if they were real or false. It was so interesting to see that. That's like another layer that you guys had.
3: Well, what I love, mate, is actually that Denise van Alten, Pete, at one point was like, oh, I know, Rachel, we didn't know this. <laughs> and we were just like, oh, we actually played fucking well. The fact that the girl who knew her thought that we were her. Pete and Sam, true. a couple of bellends. Like, we nailed that.
1: <laughs> that is true. Alex, to, to bring you into this, why do people catfish, particularly outside of the circle?
0: I mean, it's really, it's interesting that you guys both play games. Um, sorry, Pete, you're not going to be part of this one. Uh, because a lot of people, a lot of people do what's called gender play in those spaces. They just sort of try on somebody else's clothes, like quite literally, and, and, and not to sound like Buffalo Bill, somebody else's skin in virtual environments just to kind of see what it feels like. And it's actually a really, really, really important part of personal and social development just to figure out what it feels like to be somebody else. And in the good old days of the Internet, when there wasn't as much consequence, when our online self and our offline selves weren't quite as closely tied to one another, it was was a place where you could do that. It didn't have a lot of consequence. You you might not have been scamming anybody. You might not have been trying to steal somebody's armor or, you know, getting thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds out of somebody. You just decided that you wanted to see what it was like. And people did that and and they developed both empathy, but also the skills to recognize what it was that Mm. made somebody somebody else. So it's actually a really, really important part of play, but we just can't do it online anymore. In terms of staying in character,
1: I found it really hard. I was in character for four weeks. How hard was it for you two to stay in character? Loved
3: it, mate. Honestly, I'll be Rachel Riley tomorrow. It was it was but like, I did Big Brother back in the day, where like, you know, if you're ever feeling a little bit down or something, there's always that nice mother character. And it was quite nice to just be that person and and not and not be anxious, Sam and Pete. Go on, Pete. Yeah, yeah. Sam, shut the fuck up because that is absolute <laughs> rubbish.
2: Basically. Sam spent the entire week as a fucking child, right, (laughs) who I looked after like his father. So actually, I was like his mother for the entire week. So for me to be like Rachel Riley and motherly was, you know, I was in character in that respect because I did have a child living with me. He spent the entire time when we weren't on the circle bit talking, driving remote control cars into my feet and throwing (laughs) stuff at me. And asking me to cook him fish fingers and potato smileys. No, so, no,
3: no. We had vegan fish fingers and potato smileys and they were delicious because you made me eat vegan because everyone pizza, vegetarian or vegan or whatever. And, and he wouldn't let me have meat. And we played a lot of Connect Four. We bonded a lot. I was just going through a breakup at the time as well. And we, we became real brothers. So we wore matching pyjamas. And, and then, and before we went to sleep, we'd be like, "Nightmate, nightmate, love you, love you. Lights off.
1: No, none of that happened. <laughs> so what so basically i can't i can't handle this guys this is too i know much. i feel like i'm being
0: catfish right now i'm not sure he's true
1: what's going on go on what, Pete. what basically happened was
2: i think for both of us really is when we weren't being rachel on the circle um when the chats weren't open and all that sort of stuff we basically just tried to do anything that wasn't that was kind of us because I think we didn't want to get caught up in it too much. Because we all wanted to enjoy part of the time we were there, I think. So as soon as the circle chat opened, we switched into Rachel mode. But outside
3: of that, I found it quite hard. Pete found it. Yeah. Pete found it very hard. There were a couple of times. Yeah. There were a couple of times where Pete would go take himself off. We would like come back and be like, I think I'm losing my mind a little bit, mate. Hi, I'm Daniel,
2: founder of Pretty Litter.
1: Um, so we're going we're gonna to move to our part of the show where we listen to a clip. And this is a web of catfishing that's going on here that I'm going to introduce to you guys. So we're in Circle Series 3 and there's one catfish who's onto to a very strong start. So it's a uh, person called Felix, a handsome military lad played by a woman called Natalia. Earlier in the day, Felix asked Manrika to be his Circle girlfriend in the group chat. And now the young lovers discuss another suspected catfish called Gemma, who is an NHS nurse played by Hunter from Gladiators. Who's my friend? Has everyone got this? Okay, good. Play (laughs) the clip.
4: Okay, circle message. Now that you've got your hashtag circle boyfriend, you know you can always talk to me about anything. My ears are bigger than my mouth and this place wouldn't be the same without your absolute fire selfies keeping me going. Felix, now that you've got your hashtag circle boyfriend, message, you've got your hashtag circle girlfriend, so right back at you, send. Kind of want to open up to her. Circle message, glad you like a ballsy side. I'm definitely not afraid to say it how it is. If I'm honest... I was pretty pissed off this morning. I've decided I'm not going to trust any conversations with Gemma from here on. Send. Ah, yes! This is what I'm talking about. He's literally the only other person in here that said that. Now that I have a girlfriend, this is something that you would speak to your partner about. So I'm glad I am. Message, oh my God, I've literally been thinking for the past week, I've been going mad. There's something about that girl that just doesn't sit right with me and I can't put my finger on it. I've tried to give her the benefit of the doubt. Oh. It's very interesting that Monrika. Oh, I've got goosebumps, that Monrika can be honest with me here because she trusts me. Message, it's so nice to finally have someone here that sees her for what she is. And it's a bonus, you're not bad on the eye either. You stuck with me now, so I've got your back 100%. Love heart emoji, send.
1: So so it seems like Manrika's developing feelings for uh, for Felix, who is Natalia. Um, Alex, what do you think of this? Is it possible to actually fall in love with somebody you meet online?
0: Uh, oh, my God, yes. Really? Oh, my God, yes. 100%, a million percent. It's so easy. And, like, there's this very, very, very famous thing called the online romance scam in the UK alone it's taken something like i don't know a couple of million dollars from people and this is people on the other side of the internet who are just who are just feeding you know they're feeding classic lines things like i feel like i can really trust you or or i'm going to tell you something that you know makes me feel a little bit vulnerable so that you start to trust me and you start to tell me these other things it's so easy to get people to fall in love with you online mm. it's
3: so easy but do you know do you know why do you know why that might be as well it's because people can actually be their real true self online because you're not scared of the judgment so like you can actually be a hundred percent even if you're not using the same right name or something you can be you as in like your inner you without anyone judging you
1: or anything That's like that yeah,
0: it's so. And actually, there's a lot of research about that. So you can be your true self online. Right. And that may feel amazing. And it does. You're right. We're, we're sort of unhindered in that space. But because you feel like you're being your true self online, you believe that other people are being their true selves online. And that may mm. not be the case. You're mm. much, much, much more uh. quick to believe, to trust and to mm. think that somebody is being open and honest when in fact they might not be.
1: That's so true, because in the circle, people who are catfishes were much more aware that there were going to be other catfishes in the show than the people that were being real.
0: Really, what you need to do if you want like a list of things to do is you basically have to make it seem like you are being vulnerable. Because if you tell somebody, oh, my God, I've never told anybody else this. I'm so glad I found somebody that I can tell this to. Then they're like, oh, thank goodness they're being really honest. And then I can share Mm. that with them. And the more vulnerable you make yourself, the more you are likely to just fall in love with somebody and then as soon as you find out that somebody has completely reeled you in you're either going to like hate yourself or you're going to hate the other person there's nothing in between you're not going to rationalize and be like yeah you know we were playing Mm. a game
1: like in in that vein pete and sam um is there any lines that shouldn't be crossed when you're trying to win a hundred thousand pounds at the end
2: of the day uh, it's a game everyone's entered this thing knowing that it's a game. So it's it's not, it's not different to real life, mm. isn't it? In in a way that it's kind of circle life. So if you're going into something that you know is a game, if you want to win, fucking play the game. It's as simple as that. If you're doing that in real life, then you're a bit of a wanker, yeah. aren't you? But if you're doing it specifically to play a game that people have entered to play, do what you fucking want. What about you, Sam?
3: Look, mate, I'm going to be honest with you. As I said before, me and Pete, we like to win. So I would, I would say... <laughs> There aren't really any boundaries. Like, why are you doing it if you know it's about catfish as well? Like, there are catfish there as well as people being themselves. So it's a popularity contest, yeah. and if you feel like you can win the, if you feel like you can win the awards, a better way than being yourself. And so yeah, be it. They're true. the rules, yeah. mate.
0: But but people also forget, right? Because people will convince themselves otherwise, and that's something that, like, you know, that's the that's the thing that's thrown in the in the middle of this. Is yeah, absolutely. You all sign up, and you're like, this is a game, but. You know, online, offline, everybody knows people are mm. playing a game, right? Everybody knows people are playing a game, but you forget because you want to believe.
2: I think if you if you forget when you are in real life and you're not part of the circle, then then so be it. If you forget when you're in the circle living in a house in Saltford, then unfortunately it's your fault if you're that stupid. <laughs> and as you can tell uh, after this podcast, this is exactly why we're supposed to be Rachel Riley, because we're a pair of dickheads. <laughs> Have you
1: ever met Rachel Riley in person? <laughs> no, <or> no? <laughs> never. Never. <laughs>
2: And I can't imagine she's ever going to want me
1: this. <laughs> One last question I've got. So both of you have huge online followings, right? Do you feel that you portray the truest version of yourself on your Instagrams? I'd say, I'd say Pete, Pete is a beautiful human being.
3: Right? And when, when he puts things up on the gram, you know, he is who he is. That is Pete. He looks miserable. He looks sullen, but he's a beautiful <laughs> chap. I also don't think you really should put your whole self on the the ground and stuff like that. I think some of it should be for... For yourself, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with putting everything out there. Some things are meant to stay personal. Yeah, I, I, I
2: agree with Sam. I think between the both of us, for for different reasons, we put up a version of ourselves that we're happy for people to see. But um, and, and everything that Sam does on his Instagram with the the pranks and all that sort of stuff, he's just like that. In fact, he's probably toned it down for Instagram because he's even more fucking annoying in real life. Um, whereas, well, no, it's just like you can't show Pete <laughs> punching you in the
3: face and on Instagram, can you? Whereas
2: I'm not as uh, into active as Sam is with Instagram and mm. that sort of stuff. And that's why his Instagram's a lot more interesting to follow than mine because mine is generally just um, a selfie of me moaning about something.
3: About, it's not only about the traffic. Normally, it's normally him in the car going, another day, another car journey. But it still gets about 30,000 likes and 500 comments. Um,
0: <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys think, like, even though you keep a little bit of yourselves back, do you imagine that the people that you follow are being themselves totally and no of course they're
3: not most of them aren't to be honest dude that's the point as well that's why i don't think that's why we're probably like a bit cutthroat about this there are so many catfish now and so many people pretending to be people they're not that it's kind of it's just it's now unfortunately become the norm which is actually why i think the circle yeah. is such a great show because it's showing
2: current times and I- actually I think it's a shame that actually we live in kind of a world now where there are so many people whose online presence is more important to them than their actual presence I couldn't really give a monkey's what Donna and Doncaster thinks of me whether she thinks I'm a wanker or not but I care what my friends think of me and my family and people who know me think um, and I think that's why we tend to keep some stuff off of social media just because the real people that know you they're the people whose opinions matter and the people that you love and care about their opinions matter everyone else and, and, and the thousands or millions of people that follow yeah. it's nice if they like you but if they don't fuck
1: them fair play <laughs> that's great advice pete thank you so much for joining us today that's all we've got time for it's, Dude, been, it's awesome. been an
3: absolute pleasure thank you so much for having us
1: thank you so much for joining me today on dishonest fun the official circle podcast To keep updated with us, as new episodes drop, make sure you subscribe and let us know if you're enjoying it by leaving us a review. It really helps other people find us. Of course, the rest of the circle is going out on Channel 4 all this week. And the next time I see you, we'll be exploring trust or lack of it. Thanks, guys. See you soon.